Hello, hi everybody. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Welcome to football in general. <laughs> it's backwards. Trevor, um, there's a new owner in town in Denver where you currently reside. Can you give us a, a field sort of uh, information or reports, if you will? Well, he's, uh, he's the 90-something-year-old heir to the Walmart fortune, uh, which, which caused me to raise an eyebrow when I found out. It's like, how, how can you be that old and not, not have it yet? Um, but he's heir to the Walmart fortune, but he's, he's worth 50-some billion dollars. Uh, bought the team for a historic price. I think it's the most expensive American sports franchise ever sold. Um, I guess I guess there have been bigger deals with uh, with uh, football clubs abroad, football. Um, but uh, but this one's pretty historic. And uh, now the question on every Broncos fan's mind is, uh, when are we going to get a new stadium? And uh, does this guy mind going into his own pocket to do it? <laughs> I think you know he had, probably has a few million to spare. Is that yeah. fair to say? So. Um, what's the, what's the, like the reaction in the Denver sports community there in Denver right now to this story or um, this I, is, I don't think it's official quite yet. Right. So there's still, like, it's, I don't think it is 100% yet, but yeah. at this point it's, yeah. it would be really hard to, uh, to stop the, the spinning wheels that are in motion. Um, the, the likelihood that, that, that they could go with some other, uh, uh, you know, offer is just, it, it's pretty unforeseeable. So, it, you know, a lot of people around here are, are accepting that, that that is who the new owner is going to be. And I think for the most part, the, the, the long-term diehard Bronco fan base is just relieved because the ownership has, has been in limbo for years now in terms of uh, I, I, uh, the Bolin family. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Pat yeah, Bowen. So, yeah. so when Pat Bowen Mr. passed B. away, um, you know, there was just so much dispute over, you know, between between his uh, his successors and, and uh, different ownership groups and and the roles they were going to play. Um, so this seems to be uh, a step in the right direction in terms of just uh, a culture of stability uh, for that part of the front office. That, that's what it's that's what's being reported or that that they believe in denver is that your subjective I mean, that, opinion that, that's what i'm hearing around the water cooler that's what i'm hearing from oh. from 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 uh my friends who are native coloradans and uh coloradans big yeah that, i'm from oklahoma so i i say it coloradans <laughs> coloradans okay <laughs> but uh but no and and i i i i think i agree you know i think uh I think it's good to uh, to not have those kinds of distractions, uh, you know, because because that's that's just one less thing for a general manager to concern himself with, and that that's a job that uh, has to deal with, uh, you know, lots of decisions and and policies and and what's our path forward as a as an organization. Um, so uh, so yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's big positive news for for the city of Denver. Yeah, no question. They finally get that ownership thing figured out because it was like Mr. B, right? Like that's what they call him up there. Yeah. 
my, up there because Trevor's in Colorado. I'm in Arizona. So in case you haven't listened to the, the pod before, <laughs> this is a football show. We're, yes, we're in the West, and we happen to be in the four corner states. We're just on one side of one another, so which is separated between an hour in time, and nobody knows why. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, why? So so yeah, it definitely shows up some of the ownership issues up there. And honestly, after Pat B, Mr. B died, right, Pat Bolin, there has been a lot of speculation between who's going to how how the franchise is run, who is running it, and like who to report to on a day to day basis up there. Correct? Because yeah. you have like. I don't even remember the guy's names. We had like the daughter, right? Pat Bowen's daughter was somehow involved. Yeah, she was, had... she was always trying to. Uh, I mean, I, I talk about yeah. it like I have an opinion. I, I really, I really <laughs> didn't have. Uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't know if she was the best thing for the team or not, or, or if she should take a hike. Um, but I know that that was that was <laughs> always that was always the the drama. There is, you know, oh, uh, the, you know, the Bolin daughter is filing another lawsuit you know <laughs> right right so um we've talked about in this podcast for probably like several times how i think like a good franchise and basically a successful franchise starts from the top because that's like the integrity of the whole team and like if something goes wrong or if there's something that needs to get answered to or it just in general like you know it just having a sense of calmness knowing that this person owns it and they're not going anywhere and there's no going to be large structural changes or what have you starts from the ownership position. And I mentioned how I don't like the green Bay Packers ownership. Um, you know, I don't want to call it. it. It's fan owned. Right. And so there's just a president who can be displaced at any time by who knows who, you know, it's kind of weird. And you can look around the league and say like, wow, this team doesn't have stable ownership and this owner's new or this owner's not very good. And just look at the results of those teams over the years. You know, for or, example, uh, Jacksonville. This this owner is a little too hands on. <laughs> right. <Dallas. laughs> uh, Washington. Right. <laughs> oh no, my knows god. If he'll even, <laughs> oh, who knows man. if he'll even be there anymore? So <laughs> that's not a pun. It's just that's he's literally hands on though. He like you no, know, signed Stephen Davis. That's not a pun, and, and that's the problem. Hall. I know. Right. Well, so <laughs> live with that one. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> so it, it's. It, it, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, this is a guy that's never owned a sports team before. You know, like he's an heir to a Walmart throne. I, I don't know what his like, his what's what's his what you know what have they reported what his position is at Walmart or like that they did Walmart grow underneath him? You know, like what what why is he not? Like a Walmart chairman anymore? Does any have they said any of that at one zero four three? You know, I, I haven't I haven't heard that talked about. Um... What okay. I have heard, what I'm trying to recall now, because this was uh, a couple weeks ago at this point, um, the uh, the uh, you know he he had appointed a couple of people, uh, including his, I believe his daughter, is going to be uh, a big part of the operations of an owner, um, but. Uh, but it still feels like you know you've got you know somebody making the decisions um, because he is he is in his early nineties. Um, it's a big job for somebody that age. Um, uh, Seventy-seven. So he, Sorry, he keeps saying ninety. He looks ninety. To be fair, really? but oh, yeah, well, he's seventy-seven. I mean, that makes a little more sense. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. the actual owner of the fortune that he's heir to, maybe they're in their early nineties would make a little more uh, sense. That would, yeah, that would make more sense. But nonetheless, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, 
But here's my only thing, right? And I'm, you know, because we're just, we're talking about, we're not talking about trying to make this in a business podcast because neither of us are like business people or have MBAs or like invest in Dogecoin no. <laughs> or cryptocurrency. But here's my question, right? 2022, Walmart's share price declined um, significantly and he was responsible for it and Walmart lost more than $27 billion, right? Oh my God, we're going to need more of these owners in the NFL. You know, I just, I don't know how I feel about it from like a football perspective and the league's integrity and a, anybody can just buy a team. Why can it, why can it just have there be a, re, a prerequisite? You have to already own a team. So you know how to run it. So it doesn't look like a, you know, like a basically, I don't know, just a, a clown show for like a better term, you know? Right. He doesn't even live in Denver. No, no. Um, but uh, least, I think at least Pat uh, Bowen did. Yeah, you know. I think his daughter, like he appointed. I I think it's his daughter, maybe it's his daughter-in-law. I think it's his daughter. Yeah. And uh, and one other person uh, that are gonna be kind of like the uh, you know the the real uh, handler of of the ownership responsibilities with this team, and they will be uh, local. You know, they'll be living here. Uh, they'll be going to work uh, in the Broncos facilities every day. Um, training. Training, absolutely. <laughs> Out there, yeah, running gotta, wind gotta sprints. Get those reps in. Right, watching film on Drew Locke, you know, knowing how to really <laughs> throw football. <laughs> so um, it's, uh, it's interesting, nonetheless. You, you don't see this happen very often. When was the last time a sports team sold, in fact? Maybe a football team, excuse me. We don't, I mean, I think yeah. sports teams are like fairly um, recent in the last couple of years. But I don't know, know the last time. I'm not time. sure. For some reason, I want to say that maybe it was the yeah. Panthers. Were that sounds the last about right. Ones that, that sold. I, I think you're right about that. And it was like um, not recent. Right? No, it's not recent. Yeah. That's, that's, that's old news now. Um, right, right. And I think the last sports team was 2017. Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, two oh, point. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty interesting. So. Um, we'll see what happens. I guess we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. It's not official, and I don't know. Like, well, well, I don't know if, how much of an effect this will have on the, the Broncos as a whole. Right? Well, you you like to think that at this point in all this, um, oh man, I, I, I'm gonna hate myself for not thinking of his name. It, it's he's going into his second year as the GM. Patton. Oh yeah, George Patton. George, George Payton. George Payton. George Payton. George Payton. It's spelled Payton. Yeah, that's, George. So that's George fair. Payton. I, I, at this point, after George Payton's first year, the the absolute dumpster fire that he walked into with the Broncos, mm -hmm. and the 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 more time goes by, the more uh, his moves start to look really good. Um, off the top of my head, uh, uh, the 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 first uh, first round defensive back that he drafted. Yeah, Patrick Sertain. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like like stud. I mean he's starting to look like he really knew what he was doing. Um, you know, the the Von Miller trade, all these things are are mm -hmm. seeming to really work <clears> out well. Um, and now you know obviously it was a big part of putting together bringing Russell Wilson here. Um, I, I feel like because the confidence in uh, in George uh, Patton, Peyton, in George Payton, mm -hmm. is uh, it, that's why I'm not too worried about the, uh, the the changing of the ownership impacting 
what we see on the field. Um, because I feel like, like, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, th I feel like the, the more relevant question is uh, how is Nathaniel Hackett doing going into his first year as the new head coach? Right, right, definitely, yeah, at first ever head coaching position. Yeah, that. first ever so. head coaching position. Um, what a what a great situation he's ended up with, though. You know, he came to Bron to, right. to to Denver before they got Russell Wilson um, locked in, uh, and so yeah, it's it's uh, it's an exciting time for Bronco. It's it's uh, it's about a complete renewal as you can get in in a short time span for a team like this. Um, you know. Second year GM, new ownership, new coach, new new quarterback, um, and not not just a, a, a high expectations drafted quarterback, but a proven product under center. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a real exciting uh, off season for for the Broncos. Exciting and like prob problematic a little bit. I mean, you're. Well, like, obviously, it's exciting to get a new player. It's exciting to get a new owner. It's exciting to get a new head coach because the change is good, right, especially in the case of the Broncos where they've missed the playoffs for, like, six years straight, right? Yep. Six, seven years, whatever six, the six who's years, counting. Yeah. So, um, but, like, at the same time, you have to fit in all these new pieces together and, like, arguably at the most important positions in your organization outside of GM. And luckily, they have George Payton, who's incredible, as, well, one year. Right, we'll see how it goes. The rest of it. I, I see what you're saying. All these changes, um, as a fan, I imagine as a Broncos fan, it's really tempting to. I know how I I can be when when these things happen with a team that that I support, and it's, you know, I'm an optimist. Most diehard fans are optimists, and uh, you know, you're always thinking of like the best case scenario. Well, with this many positive changes in, in such a short time, the best case scenario hopes really start to stack up. Um, and, and the truth is the Broncos could be the most improved team in the NFL this year and still be the third best team in their division. Um, so it's just, uh, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying not to, to brace myself for the Broncos, uh, you know, disappointment if they if they don't just dominate this season, um, but but not too much because I really do think it's just going to be a much more exciting team to watch, um, and uh, I think anybody that goes to the games is going to see that. Definitely. Well, there'll be more excitement in the stands, oh, more so time. than there's there has been in about six well, years, and they'll, unless they'll be, you're really. There'll be a lot fewer. Uh, Broncos tickets being sold to out-of-towners. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, people do fly into Colorado quite often for oh, a yeah. variety it's, of reasons. It's a huge yeah. hub. It's easy for the right. uh, division rivals to fly in and scoop up tickets when when a lot of the Broncos ticket holders have no hope that that this is the week that they, you know, beat the Chiefs. So Totally, uh, right. It's, it's just going to be a lot, uh, a lot more Broncos fans in the stands. Denver has turned into destination NFL game spot, for lack of a better term. <laughs> if you think about it, like, hey, let's go to Denver for a weekend 
or like three days and go watch the Broncos play our home team insert here, you know? Right. Because it's, <laughs> it's DIA, and we don't know it's that the airport's in Kansas until we get there. But we'll drive to to to, to Bronco Stadium, and you know it's in a well, it's in a really good spot. I mean, golly, it's you know you get the beautiful view of the Rocky Mountains right there. You're right in downtown Denver. I mean, Jesus, you know, Think, name me a, a a better spot for a stadium in the NFL. Honestly, I, I don't. I honestly don't know where most stadiums are outside of Foxborough and like Kansas City and a few other ones. But that seems pretty damn good. If you're like a millennial or somebody oh, yeah. like that flying well, in, you know. So the other stadium, in terms of like being close to beautiful landmarks, um, <clears> the <throat> one that comes to mind is actually Seattle's, because um, hmm. it's it's right there on the bay. Uh, I I went to a game there, and before the game got started, I was I was sucked in to just I was watching. Uh, a giant shipping container get unloaded in the harbor, um, which is a sight to see. Uh, and uh, just just watching it from our seats, you know. Um, but other than that, I think a lot of the stadiums, especially new stadiums, they tend to get further and further from the associated city and its, its downtown heartbeat. Totally, yeah. I mean, like... So, for example, in Arizona, like, State Farm Stadium is in Glendale, Arizona. It's not in Phoenix. Right. It's in Glendale, which is a suburb of Phoenix, but is, like, 45 minutes outside the city. Well, <laughs> you know? and like, uh, you know, so, the, 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 new, uh, the new 49ers stadium, it's not in San Francisco anymore. It's in, right. like, Buena something Santa, or... Santa Clara. There you go. Yeah. Santa Clara. Yeah, which is, like, an hour from <laughs> San Francisco right. up the coast or something right. crazy. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys stadium is, what, in Arlington? Yeah, it's not even in Dallas. It's, yeah. like, west of Dallas or something, wherever Arlington is. I don't right. know where it is, obviously. <laughs> hey, well, I, I think it's just north northwest of Dallas. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, I said west. I was right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this Broncos situation as we go along in the season and see how all these different parts play together, man. I don't think it's going to be like peanut butter and jelly, if you ask me. I, don't, no, I, I, I personally I, I do not believe that, it'll be that easy. I think easy. that the Broncos are in yeah. for some unexpected uh, growing pains with all these changes for the better. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's what that'll turn out to be. Um, I, I, I honestly do think that the Broncos have a good chance of making the playoffs this year. Um, I don't think it'll be as pretty as a lot of the predictions that I'm hearing. Um, and then, you know, I, I feel like these days, the AFC playoffs, there is no, like, well, they're definitely making it past the first round. There is no, you're going to definitely make it past the first round. It's the AFC playoffs. Um, whoever you face is, you know, deserving to be there. Might not have been there last year, even though they should have been. You know, it, the AFC playoffs, they're wild right now. Um, and that's the way it's going to be again this year. So, yes, the arms race is on, and it's it's soon to be in play because we are officially what five weeks from preseason starting, folks. We've come this far. Ooh. We survived the droughts <laughs> and, and the news <laughs> and the stretching out of many topics in, uh, in, in NFL news media. Speaking of stretching out topics, Deshaun Watson's in the news again. It's oh, never man. good. It's never great. 
Um, in our case, it's the gift that keeps on giving of things we can report on. However, it's not like either of us really want to talk about it terribly, but it's worth mentioning because of its really its effect on the NFL as a whole. So uh, he's uh, yeah. he's definitely this off season's Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. No disrespect to Aaron Rodgers, because uh, at least uh, we were only complaining about him being, you know, a prima donna and not a potential horrible predator. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It was at least football related last year. Yeah. For Aaron yeah. Rodgers. This year it's Deshaun Watson, and um, well, twenty out of twenty four case civil cases have been. Um, Solved or what's the right word here? They've been uh, settled. Uh, is, settled. Uh, okay. What, what we're going with here? Okay. Settled. Uh, they've settled. been settled. Settlements okay. of the of the big money kind. Actually, I'm. I don't think I've heard anything about the amounts, um, but that's not really what's important here. The important thing is that he's he's essentially paid off uh, twenty women to make these legal troubles go away. Good God! Wow, um, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's just staggering to hear some of this information. That's the only way I, the only reason I laugh a little bit. It's just, wow. Um, it's amazing that this guy hasn't been suspended yet. There hasn't been any sort of like levy kind of, um, I don't know, just put on his career or his contract or anything. I mean, there's, there's nothing, there's not even any, like, there's, there's no word from the NFL. Roger Goodell hasn't come out and say anything. There's no plans to suspend him as of now. Maybe there is, but we haven't heard it. Right. Oh, there's nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. And and when Ben Roethlisberger, you know, I'm not saying, listen, what he did was terrible. He got suspended and there wasn't anything even settled quite yet. So I don't know what the difference is between the two other than there's more allegations on Watson's end. Right. You know? Yeah. Like just this is definitely uh, if we're looking at things in, in terms of metrics, uh, it's it's magnitude. It's it's worse. Right. Um, he's facing a, he's facing more trouble than than Ben Roethlisberger was quite quite more yeah and and it, it, neither of them are good looks for the league but especially in this case like 24 women 24 and four of them are still pending who knows how much money they're getting I mean good god you know it's well, and, it's and and that's I mean it's crazy the 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 words best case scenario don't even apply anymore um because you know uh, when it when it was I don't know a month or so back and then the news was, you know, no criminal charges and well we're taking another look and still no criminal charges, like that was good news for Deshaun Watson, but uh, at this point I don't think there's any the, the, there's no good news scenarios left, um, you know oh he settled five lawsuits and fifteen of them were dismissed or dropped or whatever like that. That could have been something, but it's it's twenty cases settled, right? Uh, right. Which means that best case scenario again, the, the, the words sound wrong in this context. But the best thing that can happen for him now is for the the remaining the remaining four get settled because uh, they're not gonna not get paid. Okay, the last right. four aren't gonna you know get thrown out or get dismissed or get dropped. Whatever, whatever however they might go away in a better light it's like no no no. like you're they're either gonna go to court and potentially bring criminal charges or these women will also just get paid off which just looks terrible in the context of you you paid off 24 women oh god 
in the court of public opinion, I mean, he's going to be looked at as a predator for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? And the rest, it'll be an asterisk to anything yeah, that, he does in the league. That's where we've definitely yeah. arrived with the 20 cases settled. Um, right. if, if a few of them had been settled, but the majority had been dropped, thrown out, whatever, you know, um, found to be erroneous, or he beat them, took them to court and, and won, you know. Uh, but that's not what happened here, and, and so it can't happen. After the first 20 go this way, it's, it's impossible that the last four would, oh, these are going to court, and he was found innocent. That, that's not happening now. Um, so, yeah, maybe you're not taken to court and found guilty, but, uh, but that's what it looks like when you, when you just give them enough money to make it worth dropping. Right. And the two pieces of news that came out today, number one being the report settlement talks between the NFL, NFLPA and Deshaun Watson fell apart. So, (laughs) ah, God. So they were going to negotiate his discipline basically. And the talks fell apart regarding the extent of the punishment. So it must be extensive to the point where the talks fell apart. You know, yeah. like on somebody's, it's not because the, you know, the NFL PA and the, and the NFL bring apart. He's like, look, look, this is what we need to do for you. And Deshaun Watson side's probably like, that's no, he needs to play this year or, some, or something along those lines, or he, he needs to play next year or something. But you know, they're, they're just facing higher levies because of his conduct. No, and number two, the report is that the NFL is probably to seek a one-year suspension for Deshaun Watson. So what do you make of both that news? One, that the, the it fell apart, and then mo- it will most likely be one year. Is that enough? Does it fit the the crime, if you will? Is there any sort of, like, is that even going to solve any of the things that he's already done publicly in terms of an image for himself or the NFL, or is this not going to suffice hardly anything? Because I don't well, think it's going to do much, I mean, it's, to be honest. It's really hard to predict how this is going to affect his image in a year from now, uh, sadly. Um, but uh, at present, I mean, it's it's just all bad. Um, it it's easy to to predict that that the NFL has at least a year suspension in mind, um, if not more. Um, and that's why the negotiations broke down because that is a that that's the nightmare scenario that I think Cleveland is headed towards. Um, I, I I don't see how you know. Let, let's say you get suspended for a year. Uh, the the court of public opinion moves on, distracted by something else, whatever, whatever it takes for him to it's to be able something. to play. Yeah. Um, I, I I I feel like it's still a complete bust for uh, for what Cleveland uh, you know had to uh, had to do to get this guy. And um, you know, stop stop me if we're not ready to move on. But uh, no, I, I'm but, I mean, fine. This, but... this 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 you know, should he not play this year? Boy, the the Browns really put put themselves in it when it comes to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 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 It's why people call the Browns a trash franchise, Trevor. <laughs> this is why well, yeah. they, uh, they consider this one of the worst franchises in sports. It's, it's, it's not only because 
they're a dumpster fire most of the time competitively, it's because this is how they handle this crap. You know, this it, is how they handle it. It's bad. It's bad. And, and I feel bad about it because uh, I, I started to find real hope for the Browns. Um, so I'm a, I'm a huge Kevin Stefanski fan. Um, honestly, I, I'm a bigger fan of Baker Mayfield as an NFL quarterback than I was. You know, I'm a diehard Sooner fan, but even when he was uh, the starter for the Sooners, I thought he was kind of a <laughs> kind of a douchebag. Um, yep, still you know, is. Try to try to keep it try to keep it clean on this on this program that we, that we do every week. But um, but you know, I, I I didn't really like him that much in college. I didn't I didn't feel like I wanted him representing my school. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying we're not proud to have one more Heisman trophy in, in Heisman park. Um, but, uh, but you know, the the truth is I, yeah, Heisman park, it's right next to this, right next to the stadium. We got right next to central park, you know, got got quite a few statues in there keep keep getting bigger. (laughs) It's just as good as Fenway park. They're all, they're all good. Yeah. They're all, they're all the same. But, but the point is I, I, you know, I, I, I thought Kevin Stefanski was an amazing coach uh, on staff at Minnesota. Uh, I thought his head coaching career in, in the in Cleveland was off to a great start. Uh, but now it's like, man, what the what the heck are, is what what can someone like Kevin Stefanski do? Um, you know, this situation's out of his hand, and I don't think I don't think most coaches would have an answer for what what they're facing right now in terms of how do we get a quarterback on the field with this roster and and get him to win for us you know <laughs> i mean you've alienated one quarterback you've alienated and nobody wants him and he's a quarterback who turned him. out to be below average you know right. they were able to win a lot of games <clears throat> with a below mm-hmm. average quarterback with their mm-hmm. style of play running the ball I mean, just running the ball. Man, they run the ball so much. Uh, playing aggressive defense, sometimes a little too aggressive, but that's the sport. Um, but, uh, but man, it, it, it's looking to be a real relapse for the Browns this year. So let's, yeah, let's just focus on Baker Mayfield for a second, right? Again, sure. it's all speculation, but, like, he was considered a rising star in this league a few years ago, and then he got hurt last year, and his attitude kind of sucked. I, can it can it be the case with the right coaching and the right teammates? Like he, he could be he could be good, or is it just really? It's, it's certainly it's certainly possible. Um, that, yeah, that's always a possibility until you get you know put behind somebody. Um, you know, in, until you become a, a real number two journeyman quarterback, or or leave the league completely. You know, there's always the chance that, you know, we're going to find the right combination this year and something's going to click and success is going to come our way. Um, that, that, that's what every, I mean, that, that's what makes it so much fun to be a, a fan of one of the teams of this league is uh, every year. You're think, I mean, some have more reason to be hopeful than others, but every year. I mean, I mean I've been living in Denver and uh, the way people here could, think that maybe maybe drew Locke, maybe he's going to be the guy you know (laughs) so so it's i mean because because it is possible um you know people will tell you it's impossible but it's it's not impossible it is possible um it's extremely unlikely 
that Drew Locke is going to be the guy for some team out there. It could happen, but I wouldn't put my money on it. But that that's the point I'm making. It, it's, it, there's always a chance. So, yeah, if, if Baker Mayfield uh, finds himself on a new team with the right people, then I really hope that the, the fans supporting that, that team, you know, get excited about, about the possibility. Um, I think it's going to be a little harder for Browns fans at this point because if, if he's playing football for the Browns this year as their starting quarterback, you've got this nightmare scenario where you, you're wondering if the guy playing quarterback for your team even wants to. Yeah, that's why they really, uh, yeah, they dug themselves into a hole here. You know, it's it's quite amazing. And I, the only reason I asked that earlier is because I can't help but feel like he just had swagger. He threw the ball well, regardless if they were throwing a lot and doing a lot of like play action, uh, running the ball a lot and doing a lot of play action. Like you looked at Baker Mayfield as a guy who was just good, who could just make plays. You know, I mean, that's that's what star quarterbacks do. They just make plays, regardless oh, yeah. of how, how strong their arm is. Maybe they improve that over time or their accuracy, and that can improve over time or wane from game to game. Somehow, some oh, yeah. way, the, the plays are just made, and um, the, 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 the wins pile up. And they almost beat Kansas City in Kansas City two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl, you know, if Absol- you recall. Absolutely. Right? No, I remember so that. It, I remember that. Yeah. I remember thinking so, that they'd it, be a force in the playoffs again the following season, and not so much. Right. Um, so, so how is it that a guy like that can fall so far? Like, why, why well, can't we just believe that that's still a possibility for him to come back up? Is is or is it just because that season was that disastrous, or or is the media that? Well, and they are. Well, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. they're that like disruptive to somebody's career in a sense of they'll just throw them under the bus as much as they can to the bus is literally left with scraps of their dead well, career. You know, the, you know? the, the mainstream, uh, you know, sports media will just go as fast as they can, as far as they can in any direction that right. presents itself. Um, Stephen A. Smith. No, when, yeah. When it, yeah, exactly. When it, uh, when it comes to somebody like Baker Mayfield, you know, we can debate, have, have serious, you know, you know honest debates uh, on and on about, about how good he is and how good he can be. <clears throat> um, but I do think that uh, that Baker Mayfield, uh, uh, like a lot of other quarterbacks and and aspiring quarterbacks uh, uh, in this league and and at every level, uh, I I don't doubt for a moment that Baker Mayfield believes he's that guy and he can be that guy. He's been that guy. He'll be that guy again. Um, whether or not it happens is another story, but he believes it. And that's a big piece of the puzzle because the, the, the quarterback has to believe in themselves. Because um, when you're talking about him uh, making plays, uh, mm-hmm. that's what it is. is he, he believes that he's the guy that can run out of the pocket, find the open man, and win this game. Definitely. Definitely. Um, right there with you on the whole, the whole front. I mean, it's just <laughs> – I mean, as long as he thinks he's the guy, will he be? Who knows? I mean – I just would like to see him get out of Cleveland or maybe have them just commit to him. Uh, regardless, he, it, he's in a very crummy situation. So um, it's sad <laughs> in a lot of ways. Because, you know, he's he's not like, you know, he's not like Cam Newton where he's like, I'm one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, he doesn't come out and say that. 
like Cam Newton is like that guy does not deserve a job and he sucks, you know. <laughs> and he's not one, he's not one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. But you could argue Baker Mayfield probably is, you know. So if there's 32 quarterback positions, there's 32 starters. Baker could probably be one of 32, you know. If not, he definitely could be. I think. Oh, I don't I, know. I, I don't think he's like. I believe top he could 15, be, and I believe he should be. Um, he should be. Right. That, that's something that we're. You know, I try not to to beat the same de- same dead horse every time we get on on the airwaves this this summer. But you know, the the yeah. some of the most interesting unanswered questions, in my opinion, is where's Baker Mayfield gonna play quarterback? Just like where is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gonna play quarterback? Oh God, because he's yeah, too good just... to ride the bench. Okay. It's never ending. He's not. He's not the best. <laughs> I don't think he's the best. I'm not even sure he's top 15, but he's too good not to start for one of these 32 teams. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I see what you're saying. It's sort of a slippery slope. Then you start bringing up, uh, you know, where's Bart Starr? I mean, he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks. Why isn't he starting? You know, <laughs> where's, <laughs> you know, where's Fran Tarkington? I mean, he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks. Why isn't he starting? So. No, it's a slippery slope for sure. I just, you know, it's just because he's so, it's so, he's so prevalent in the media right now and because it's, it's completely unresolved and there's really no, nothing on it that, like, we can't help but just sit here and speculate about just the, the monotony of, like, him just sitting there, you know, and not doing anything. Like, that's what's happening, you know? Right. And, well, and it's and, and crazy. That's the problem. It's crazy like, to think that would like, happen. I, Considering I can, uh... we, we all believe he has talent, he has the confidence. Might be a, a, cr- a crummy teammate. I, I don't know if he is, but I all counts. He's not great. He's not great, but he's, you know, one of the best thirty-two quarterbacks in the NFL. He should start a NFL game. You tell me, you know. So right. it just blows my mind that the talent like that is just they can just you know they just sit him. They just sit him. <laughs> you know, it's and nobody nobody wants him. They, they literally just sit him. Sorry, that was something that well, crashed no, in my house, folks. I mean, as, probably as, caught up on the, on the mic a, there. You know, as a fan um, that just wants to see yeah, so. the, the football games <sighs> and, and see good football, uh, I really think that the best thing for guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield is to end up on the team that they're going to play for as soon as possible because uh, right. it's, it's wasting valuable time heading into the season that the, right. these guys could, could know what city they're going to be in. Uh, who they're going to be throwing the ball to, who they're going to have snapping on the ball, all these things um, that that you don't want to wait to have figured out and develop chemistry with. Um, that That's the best thing about the Russell Wilson acquisition is when it happened because um, it, it almost feels like old news now, and it really isn't. Um, he, yes, he's, so very He hasn't relevant. even had a complete offseason with this team yet, but he's had, you know, he's had uh, the receivers out to his – out to his uh, private facilities in San Diego, I think at least twice now. Um, you mm-hmm. know, he's 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 building those relationships. I know he and his wife uh, Sierra have been all over the local news with visiting children's hospitals and all these things. So, you know, if there's going to be a new team for a quarterback, the sooner it happens, the better. And I think it's it's best for everybody except for maybe what the team trading them might be able to get. Like, that's the only reason I can see for the 49ers sitting on Jimmy Garoppolo right now is like, oh, if we wait, maybe we'll maybe we'll have a better idea of what we need to get for him, what we can get for him, uh, that sort of thing. Um, and, then, and then with the Browns, it's like, <laughs> I mean, 
you got to think that they're thinking maybe we need him to play for us, but that's that's a whole other, you know, quagmire. So, okay, great word, quagmire. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Um. Yeah. And so we'll monitor this situation once again, folks. We're going into training camp, so hopefully it'll get resolved in some way, shape, or form. Or, or here's a here's a crazy idea. They'll just no, they'll have all the quarterbacks in the room, and they'll be practicing, and they'll realize they suck, and one of these guys will get a job. Oh, right. That's my only. That's my only hope. Or they get traded right before the season starts, which also happens a lot, which will probably end up happening. So, until then, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Trevor, we got to talk about some sad news here. Oh no. Um, yeah, yeah. Rest in R.I.P. Man, Tony Saragusa, fifty-five years old. Um, Huge part of NFL broadcasts over the last, what, probably 15, 16 years? I don't know if he's been on an NFL broadcast in a while, but nonetheless, no, entertaining he... enough, big enough personality to make you believe that he's still he's still part of Fox Sports when he probably isn't. But love the guy to death on the sidelines. Just a big, goofy, silly, funny guy. Had great interviews and was very entertaining. Yeah. What, what are your Absolutely. thoughts about Tony so, Saragusa? I mean, it, it's, really, it's really sad. Because uh, he was only 55 years old, and this happens far too often to uh, to to these specific athletes. Um, but uh, man, yeah, he I I remember I remember he was a part of that Super Bowl win, and and just a huge part of what yeah. made that defense tick. Um, and then you know, after retiring, he was really involved with uh, with sports broadcasting. And, and that's when I felt like I, I really got to know him uh, because he he's he he was such a personality, um, whether it was pregame, you know, halftime, all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, just a really fun guy. Uh, almost he was almost borderline irreverent, um, just enough that it was it was fun and entertaining um, but just uh, just a really jolly guy all the time, such a happy presence. Um, so yeah, he was he, he made watching football uh, more fun. Uh, he, he didn't change the experience. He was not the reason that you tuned in, but his contribution his contributions definitely enhanced the the football watching experience in a fun way. And uh, and I think that's a, as big a part of his legacy as as his achievements with the Ravens. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a big loss to the football world. No kidding. Yeah. Big part of the Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, she's Indianapolis Colts run in the nineties, yep. the mid nineties too. uh, 95 when they had the AFC championship game with Harbaugh, like the team that shouldn't have been there with Marshall Falk. I think he was like a rookie that oh, year. Wow. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, 96 too, when they went, and I think they went to the second round of the playoffs that year. So he mentioned he was a big part of the Baltimore team that won in 2000. I mean, geez, the guy was just all around football, but especially on the sidelines for, for Fox Sports. I mean, he just was a hell of a hell of an entertaining guy. 55 is way too young and uh, sadly will be missed, you know. Um, I don't have any specific memories of him off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, you just knew what your turn on that Fox Sports podcast, uh, broadcast, and it was like Tony, uh, Tony Romo, geez. Troy Aikman and Daryl Johnson and or any of those sorts of guys, one of those top three broadcasts, 
partners and you look over and you you just hear his name and his and he, he makes all these really funny tidbits and sound bites and he's interviewing the players and he, you know he was just he's just very fun very fun Absolutely. i mean he, well and he, he had such a yeah such a uh unique uh sound to right. uh to you know when he when he was commentating uh, right. I, I heard him do a radio spot once, and and it was mm. it was just no doubt who you were listening to. Like that that's Tony Zaragoza talking right now. Right. right. Um, no nobody else, uh, you know nobody else sounds like that guy. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Some Absolutely. Of, some of these guys you listen to them on the radio, and you're like, is that Troy Aikman or Joe Buck? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but uh, because of his yeah. Yeah, he was. But, but yeah. Tony Saragusa, he's he's one of those guys that you just you know, you recognize him, seeing him, hearing him. There was just no mistaking him. No, no question, no question. Just amazing. And I think he might have been in an episode of The Sopranos as a as a driver for Tony <laughs> Soprano. I'm not lying. I think that was that, that was great. true. Um, I do Pretty think. Sure. I think I remember he did. Uh, yeah. I he might have been himself. I think he definitely did a voice on an episode of Simpsons. No, there you go. Okay, yeah. well, that's some Tony Saragusa trivia for you. You can find yeah. that out there somewhere. Brew is correct. Yeah, just an absolute character, for sure. NFL.com did an NFL 100 Greatest Characters. Uh, Tony Saragusa is in there, and I don't know why I can't load the article, but nonetheless, they rated him as one of the top 100 characters in NFL history. Oh, yeah. So Huge, huge personality. Right, right. Literally huge personality. Yeah. So <laughs> He was, yeah. So, uh, amazing guy, uh, will be missed, RIP. Um, lastly, on the agenda, we don't have much time to talk about this, and I, I'm having a hard time pulling it back up, so I don't know even know if we can talk about it. Um, but there were, there, you know, fancy football seasons coming up, folks. In case you didn't know, we already talked about football seasons. I mean, unless they've canceled fancy football. <laughs> Hopefully they do. I mean, I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute here. Do you? Does anybody actually enjoy fantasy football? You Let's know, have an honest conversation I, about I gotta this. I got to tell you, I do. Um, and uh, you know, I, I it's been a long time since I've had uh, significant money on fantasy football, and and I'm not saying that that that's uh, what makes the difference. I'm just saying that that's how I do it. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll you know I'll put a little bit of money on a season. Um, but man, my, my friends and acquaintances who, who, who play like the, the weekly and daily fantasy football sports betting and, you know, have a, a crazy huge pot or, I mean, I, I know guys who, who run, you know, 10 teams through a season, you know, they're in 10 fantasy football leagues, maybe more. Hmm. Um, and, uh, I think at that point, it, you're, you're getting diminished returns on on the time you spend on the thing that's supposed to entertain you and bring you bring you joy. Um, and I just don't know how some of them can do it. But uh, but to each their own. And I, I just got to say for myself, I had a really fun time uh, managing a, a terrible team last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there you go. The only reason I asked that, and I was going to get into a fantasy football conversation, but we're just having a really hard time. There's some really inclement weather moving in here in Arizona. It's disrupting my internet connection. So, um, you know, the only reason I asked that is because, man, like, in my opinion, and look, I'll still talk about fantasy football. I think fantasy football has ruined football. The football viewing experience has been ruined. And you can't, you cannot 
convince me it's, it hasn't been. You can't. People only watch football sometimes to watch a specific player. And that's not like that's my favorite player. That player is on my team, and they root for them to score touchdowns, and they get pissed when they don't because they're trying to win a game. You know? And there's, like, fancy football zones, like there's red zone, right? Right. Where people only care about this certain players that may have a big week or... I don't know. You know, it no, just... I, it, I, I, I definitely see what you're saying because I, I, I personally yeah. feel like if, uh, you know, if I have enough money uh, on the line with, with fantasy football that that it's going to have me root for a player that's opposing my Vikings rather than just wanting my Vikings to dominate all three phases of the game. Right. Uh, then at, at that point, it, it's become a mistake. Um, right. Because that's, that's not how I want to consume football. Um, chances are I'm going to end up not getting what I want out of that player and the Vikings aren't going to do what I would like the Vikings to do. And then it just, it turns into this, you know, just really crappy Sunday. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the real question is, is, is the inverse true? You know, am I going to be rooting for the Packers because, you know, their tight end could win me my fantasy football game. Uh, you know, is that a bad thing? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some Packer friends that probably wouldn't think so. Um, but, no, I, I, the, the, that's the point I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, when, when your desire to succeed on this little app on your phone uh, because you've got money, or even, even if it's not about the money, even if it's just about beating – uh, the the other guys and girls in your league, um, then uh, then yeah, I feel like that's pulling away from uh, the 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 best parts uh, about football and, and any uh, sports fandom, and that's uh, you know team spirit. You, you're you're you know you're your fans team. They need you, even if you're not at the game. Everything that every fan does at home or at the game directly affects the game. <laughs> totally yeah no absolutely <laughs> um it there there i think there's like a a simpsons episode or something like if i move this in a particular way marge i'm going to disrupt this whole football game homer's watching a football game he's like sitting on the couch like as if like our movements if i don't move they're gonna win right and you're just stuck in that whole spot like the rest of the game because you're it's like luck you know there's some juju behind it but nonetheless I sound like I'm coming out like Abe Simpson, like I'm yelling at clouds here when I talk about it. But my only thing is it the flow of the game, as if we need more distractions and more things to talk about that don't directly involve the actual game going on in front of us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they get enough penalties. There's enough, like, just cutting into the commercials. There's all these other things. Like, And now we have to add... A guy, fancy football junkie guy, who looks like he's been awake for like 72 hours on the sideline, you know, like reporting on like, well, his fantasy production, you know, it usually goes up in the second half or something. It's like, get that guy off the screen. Where did he even come from? He's like some friggin' bookie, you know, from Vegas. It just drives me nuts, man. You know, I, I, I'd much prefer just good old fashioned, call it down the middle, you know, <laughs> point out the X's and O's when you need to. Um, you know, I play fantasy football. It's, it's a treat at times. It's fun to get with your people you're working with, your family, and you guys are all competing or friends or what have you. Um, it just, it really, 
is one of the worst things to happen to the game of football, you know? And the players are aware of their stats, and they're aware of their impact. Right. It, Anytime. It, it, is, it is getting a little out of control, though, yeah. when I think about it, because uh, these days you even have you have that ticker at the bottom of the screen. And right. now it includes fantasy right. stats. Oh, it's just nauseating, you know? And... Like I said, the, the 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 players are aware of it, and I'm sure they're aware if I I need to score this much, or they're playing fantasy football, you know, and then it turns into like a Madden situation, you know, where there's, you get the Madden cards and the Madden people and the <laughs> now I, I sound really old, oy vey, you know, the Madden people and the video game players, and they're all just they're, they're just harassing the game of football. It's it's not what it used to be, you know. So I just you know it it drives me crazy. Um, I, I hope, I know it's going to get worse before it gets back. This isn't going away. You know, at some point there's going to be virtual football. If there actually might already be like virtual <laughs> football, there's fan control football. So I, you know, I just, I love the game of football, primarily NFL. It never, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, um, it just drives me crazy, you know, and these fancy football guys are such nerds, you know, have you ever seen the PFF guys? Have you ever watched like a PFF show? no. Or, Pro football focus, guys. Oh, my Lord. Like, I don't know. I'm going on a tangent here. I hope this is entertaining for you folks. But, like, <laughs> the, these guys are, like, they're not football players. They never played football. There's no way. One of them's from, like, Saskatchewan and, like, talks with a super Canadian accent. And the other guy is just, like, the the video, of the footage of him on this PFF show every morning. They do, like, a review and then a post game. It's just like the the camera isn't placed right, so it's looking up at his neck, and he just he has a neck beard, and it's just terrible. So this is the reason we we are in the position we're in. Nerds are taking over every sport. Analytics is it, everything's analytics driven, and everything is fantasy driven, and it, and it's it's ruining the game, Trevor. It's, it's ruining the damn game. I won't have it. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I won't have it. And look, and bye weeks are ruining the game too. You know, Bronco Nagurski never got a bye week, and he's dead, okay? <laughs> so think about that one for a second. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, there, there's, your, there's your Rob Tyrant, uh, tirade of the week. Anyway, we've been, on, we've been off for three weeks, man. I got a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot we, of bigger. We, we got to let okay. it all out. Okay. <laughs> right. Let it all out. Well, with that being said, we're going to let it out hopefully next week, too. And uh, there will be more ranting about fantasy football. Hopefully more interesting things to talk about. We'll, we'll knock That's on wood. It, it Heading up to the 4th been, of July. It has been three weeks. So we, we have a new NBA champion. And as soon as tomorrow night, we may have a new NHL champion. That's right. Yeah. Go, go Abs. Go Avalanche. That's right. Yes. We're, we're yes. one game away. And I got to tell you, it is uh, <clears throat> it has become a real palpable situation here in Denver. I stopped at the grocery store on the way home today. I saw a guy in the grocery store. He had his abs hat on, abs shirt on. He's coming a different direction down the aisle. I said, I said one more. He looked at me. He said, one more. <laughs> every, every, everybody, every, it's on everybody's mind right now. Uh, because it's it's been such a long time since they had those those two uh, championships, uh, you know, one in the late '90s, one in the early 2000s, and uh, yeah, people the the sports fans here are, are so ready for a championship of any kind, and uh, and it could be as soon as tomorrow night. And yeah, they don't get them very often there, do they? 
Not like in Boston. We yeah. used to get them every year. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, good luck to the Avalanche and everybody there in Denver. I guess that team does deserve one. They're they're the best team in the league by far, and they have been for like three years. So, um, they just haven't won one. That's their that's their that's been that's been haunting them. But they're gonna take away from the Lightning, the best team in the East. So it's 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 been an entertaining series so far if you've watched it at oh, all. It, it Not that really we cover has, hockey on it, here, it, but and it's been all over the place. You know, first game. Uh, overtime, you know, second game, the Avalanche absolutely dominate. Third game, sort of went the other way. Lightning seemed to dominate. And now another overtime victory. Um, it's just been really, really exciting hockey. Yeah, totally. Yes, indeed. Yeah, playoff hockey, there's not, honestly nothing better in sports. I think playoff hockey, the NFL, probably number two, and then MLB. Those postseasons are just absolutely ridiculous, you know. Usually insanely competitive, very, very um, hard-hitting, you know? So especially, in, oh, my God, like hockey, man. Those guys kill each other. I think, like, in the first second or first second game of the Stanley Cup Finals, it was, like, combined total of, like, 80 hits or something like that. That's that's crazy. That's, that's you know? absolutely nuts, yeah. Yeah, just super hard-hitting. So, anywho, well, we'll pick it up next week. Uh, maybe we'll talk more hockey. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we have to fill an hour. So <laughs> that's what we got to do to do it. But anyway, um, at Football in General on Instagram, Football in General Podcast on Instagram, at Rob, Bobby Lyon on Instagram. He's at Trev Geo Dude on Instagram. Give us a review, a follow, a like on any of uh, any service you you listen to us on, or you're listening in the car. Just you know, send it to your friends. It's Fourth uh, of July season, so if you're out there grilling, you know, put on football in general while you're standing there by the burgers and the and the dogs, and you need something to listen to. And uh, my tired New England accent comes out, and you start laughing <laughs> yourself. You wonder why is that so funny? Well, I, I listen. Think, I think I'm not you a... have trigger words, and I think dogs yeah. is one of them. <laughs> Dogs, okay, and coffee, and pack. So, um, if you like, if you like all that mumbo jumbo and some hilarity, then this is the show for you. Uh, right. If you like serious talks, this is the show for you. If you like football in general, it's the show for you. It's in the name. So, um, why not give your give your friends here a download? We have this is episode fifty. Congratulations, we've made it this far. There is a large archive. Most of the episodes are worth listening to, <laughs> and. Uh, We'll be back next week as always. Trev, do you have anything to do, anything to say to send us out? No, just uh, I think my favorite part of this week was you mentioning just how close uh, preseason is. Five more weeks, folks. We can make it. We're getting there. Five more weeks. In the meantime, NFL Network is re-airing all the NFL greatest NFL games from last season. So highly recommend, highly, highly recommend if you're like me and you watch football without pants. Then it that's this is the time for you to stick in front of yourself yourself in front of the TV. So until next time, we'll, we're out.